the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dixon. Again, we are... We and our engineer are in our secret underground bunkers at undisclosed locations somewhere in Southern California. And we are pleased this episode, this, this show, to announce a new sponsor, the Demsheviks, whose motto is, communism is not just for Cuba anymore. <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate the uh, money that they... And actually... They don't pay us. We actually pay them uh, through our tax dollars. So just FYI, um, it's not yeah. like we're making any money on this deal. We're actually having to pay for it. Yeah, ever since the uh, Demshevik uh, sales rep came by and said, that's a nice radio show you got there. You wouldn't want anything to happen to it. Um, <laughs> we've been paying them ever since. Uh, I, I just, this is one of the reasons why it's such a treat to work with you because you're a never ending font of, uh, great Useless uh, information. You know, humor. No, no. In fact, I got to share this with folks. You know, many people know, uh, a number of people probably know Greg is an attorney and, uh, he shared before the, we got on the air, a very funny thing, um, stemming from his work as an attorney, but this comes from actually, uh, both a, 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 I would say the, the criminal side of the work, which he doesn't do, or, uh, when a case does rise to the occasion that needs to be heard by a jury, uh, a, it's, it's a famous saying that it, who would want to be hurt, who would want their case to be heard by a jury of 12 individuals? who couldn't get out of jury duty. <laughs> yeah. No, did, I, I, how, how did I do? Did I do that right? Uh, close enough to get the, to get the point across. The, um, that's not original to me. And, and I've searched the Internet trying to find out who said that. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's been quoted since that time. And the best I could find was someone suggested maybe it was comedian Buddy Hackett who came up with that, but there wasn't, there wasn't anything uh, definitive, but there, there's, there's, a, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of truth to that. And, and you, as an attorney, we're going off in a different direction than we planned, but as an attorney, you teach you tell your client about going to trial is you never know what, what a, what a jury is, is going to do. And I can give, I'll, I'll give you, um, since we're talking about, I'll give you an example. This, this was true because I talked to the bailiff in the court where the trial, where the trial happened. It was a criminal case. Black defendant, 11 white jurors, and one black juror. And the defense was happy to get the one black juror. At one point, the jury was deadlocked 11 to 1 for for acquittal, with the 11 white jurors voting to acquit and the one black juror voting to convict. And I won't use the word, which the, the black juror used the actual word, and she says, there are good N-words and there are bad N-words. I know. I live with them. Trust me. This one's a bad N-word. And they good convicted Lord. him. Wow. Well, I think, you know, it boils in this in this era of heated racial uh, divides and languages. I think it boils down to the fact that there are good people and bad people. The, it, it just so happens that the left wants to see all of this through a racial lens versus a human condition lens. Um, and I can tell you, you know, the area of the country I grew up on, and I, I can I can attest to something very similar to that. There's just good people and bad people on all sides of the. Uh, you know, it's it's a human condition. It's uh, sad that right now we're uh, racializing it because, you know, because systemic racism, I think it's just more like systemic corruption 
Greg. It's not, you know, one race or another. Um, but speaking of which, and speaking of courtrooms, um, we, we want to start out with a story that is beyond comprehension in an era of COVID where we're being asked to shutter our businesses, where we're being asked to stay at home, where we're being asked to wear face masks to to continue to flatten the curve of these runaway numbers that are happening. And by the way, the graph on the CDC website, Greg, in terms of the number of deaths, which is the real issue at the at the center of this, obviously they want to keep hospitalizations down uh, as one element of this. But the, you know, when you when you challenge the left on any of the axiomatic stuff that's coming out of them regarding this, it's about oh, you don't care about lives, you want people to die. Well, guess what? According to the CDC website, the death, the number of deaths occurring uh, that are happening as a result of COVID are trending towards near non-existent. Now, there's still people dying of this, but compared to April 10th, which was the peak of the of these numbers, the death count as a result of people contracting COVID is falling off a cliff. Meanwhile, the number of people being diagnosed with or testing positive for COVID are rising. But they want us to alter our lives. In the meantime, what's happening to prisoners? Well, they're all across the not all across the country, but certainly in Democrat-controlled areas, there are there's large-scale release of criminals purportedly because of coronavirus. Now, this is going on even before the coronavirus situation. And so it's a continuation of that same policy using this as an excuse. And most, most criminals tend are, are younger. Uh, now, you still get some long-time people that you know, there may be elderly in prison. But for the most part, it is under 50s, under 40s, under 30s are the mm-hmm. people in prison who are at almost no risk from coronavirus. And just this just this week, the Governor Newsom uh, announced, otherwise known as News, uh, Gavin the First, that eight, another eighteen thousand criminals will be released from state prison. And by now, because of the previous releases, it tends to be the ones that are in prison are the really bad ones. Mm-hmm. Another eighteen thousand are going to be released, purportedly to protect them, not us, from coronavirus. But there's another case this week that really caught my attention. And there's a uh, longtime sex criminal that's been in involuntary confinement. So he's not because he's not convicted. He's just in a, a state mental. He's been in a state mental hospital for more than 20 years because he is just, he is so dangerous. And every six months he's gotten another trial to determine whether he's still a imminent danger to the public. And every time it's the result has been he is keep him locked up. And he likes to be called Mr. R.T.K., which stands for Rape, Torture, and Kill. And according to uh, the liberal ABC7, officials say he has repeatedly testified that he fantasizes about raping and killing young boys and claims that he has killed three boys and molested another 200. But this man has been released by the Democrat-controlled state government. And it's, 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 just, it's, it's, it's just staggering. I mean, we know they favor criminals over, over Americans. We know they favor illegal aliens over, over Americans and so on. But to favor dangerous sex criminals over our children, I mean, I, this, this shows what the Democrat Party is all about. Well, it does. And just again, to reiterate, an estimated 8,000 inmates could be eligible for this early release they're contemplating by the end of August. And as you said, that's in addition to what the state has already done, which is about 10,000 inmates which have been released uh, since Gavin Newsom declared this state of emergency in March. Now, this uh, it's previous quote unquote pandemic emergency. You got to love these terms, 
that they come up with because they try to reduce things that are un, uh, that they do that are almost unconscionable into very sterile um, terms that you really can't divine the meaning of what's behind them. So the CDCR, which is the Department of Corrections and Rehabilitations, says its previous, quote, pandemic emergency decompression efforts, unquote, pandemic emergency decompression efforts have reduced inmate population system-wide by approximately 10,000 people, the 10 that I, I just mentioned, because of the risk of COVID transmission within its facilities. Now, what are these, what are these inmates going to do if they catch COVID? Are they actually going to sue? Is, is, do they have, um, and this would be a question for the attorney of, the, of this uh, talk radio duo, what is the recourse if an inmate catches a disease as a result of their confinement, in this case, COVID, do they have legal recourse against the state, Greg? Uh, they potentially, but it's not just, well, you you were merely negligent or I was in your care and custody and I, I caught it. Because you really have to show under the civil rights cases to show a, a deliberate indifference by the state authorities to their situation. Okay. And, yeah, they, they might allege that, but that doesn't necessarily mean, well, yeah, I I might catch I, I might catch coronavirus, so you need to really I'm sure my yeah my client committed three murders, but you know we need to protect him from coronavirus, so he needs to be released. Right. So I'm not sure that I I, I think that would that that claim it might be made, but I think that would that would be you'd be hard pressed to make that, especially if this person is not at risk for it. So this if, if this person is a 45 year old without any other health conditions. And at virtually zero risk, even if he catches coronavirus, I think that'd be a very hard case for them to succeed with to make to claim that, that there was a deliberate indifference to his 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 safety. And I'm not sure deliberate indifference requires, oh, I, we have to release him. Well, the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, Secretary Ralph Diaz, has said in a news release that these actions are taken to provide for the health and safety of the incarcerated population and staff. He continues with, we aim to implement these decompression measures in a way that aligns with both public health and public safety. So let's go back to this to the uh, RTK dude that you were talking about. How does that line up with their claim that they want to do this in a way that aligns with both public health and public safety? How do, how does that line up with that, Greg? You one would think one would think not very well. And there was no claim that they released Mister RTK, rape, torture, kill, to protect him from coronavirus. Now, that may have been a motivation, but there was no claim in anything that I've read that that, that, that was so. And, mm. of course, how you release somebody like that that's that dangerous, consistent with public health and safety, of course you don't. But they'll say, they'll say anything. And just this week, de Blasio was, well, we, we, we've, we've reduced uh, the, the jail population by to near record levels, at least within some historical time frame. It's a, it's a and it's a great session, and and the, and the public is safer for it. Of course, in the, it's, it's 180 degrees opposite the truth. Whereas crime and shootings and murders are skyrocketing all across New York City, in, in, in part because of more criminals on the street, but also because they have intimidated the police into not doing their job. Mm. Police are afraid that anytime any, they get into a situation with somebody particularly a, prefer, a politically preferred minority that they're going they're, they're, they're going to get fired or going to get arrested and they're, they're, they're going they're going to be prosecuted for it so they pull back hmm. so you have both things going on so you're releasing the criminals you're defunding the police you're demoralizing the police you're making the police afraid to do their jobs and that shows for the shows the, the the Democrat Party's agenda. I think that none of this is by accident. None of this is just whether well, just dumb. They don't understand what they're doing. I think they now the guys on the streets may not have a full appreciation of the strategy, but they absolutely know what they're doing. 
is to create, to create lack of law and disorder everywhere. So well, they're, they they're trying to they're in a position to because this was this was done in, in pre-revolution Russia and in China and in China is the communists tried to undermine the police and the rule of law as a predicate to being able to seize power. That when things get so bad, people will not they'll they'll, they'll turn to the Democrat Party uh, who will provide order. Now, we so they're are trying way to pass time. Oh, I was just going to I was just going to add okay. here real quick that the uh, they're trying to soften this blow by saying the first group of prisoners eligible for early release included those who had less than 180 days left of their sentence to serve and the second group less than a year. But based on some of the sentences I've seen people get for things like carjacking and so forth, um, it, it, the, 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 this this information doesn't, you know, help me to understand who the people are that are being released um, into into the public because sentencing lately has been so light that, you know, uh, somebody with a, a year left could have been uh, somebody that only got two years for carjacking or something along those lines. But at any rate, yeah, we got to take a break. Also, we've already mentioned our new sponsor, the Demsheviks, who believe that, uh, who say that communism is not just for Cuba anymore. But let's hear from our, our real sponsor, Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. I got for this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite IE Radio program, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And it's a political office that we really need to get more people to uh, appreciate uh, the power of Greg, because I don't think enough people do today. Certainly, I think the people that attend our uh, radio show do, uh, most of them, if not all. But there's far too many people in our uh, populate people of good will, who think that voting is about the only thing you need to do in order to maintain the republic. We both know it's a much bigger responsibility than that. And I see across the landscape the, this term called people are starting to wake up. People are starting to get a little uh, annoyed at what they see on their television screens. And good for them because there's plenty to annoy. But there's one uh, element of the news flow that has just gone on steroids. And that is what we now refer to as the cancel culture. So it used to be that, you know, you might say something or do something that was, uh, you know, totally against the politically correct norms of the social justice warriors. And as a result of saying that in real time, uh, you might, um, you know, get berated on Twitter or worse, lose uh, a job or have an event canceled, uh, as happened across college campuses. But this thing is reaching uh, epic proportions nowadays with the cancel culture, uh, not only just taking out statues of uh, individuals that were involved in the founding of the country or the Civil War, um, people who may have owned slaves, but even the people that fought to uh, remove this, you know, to end slavery, like Ulysses S. Grant, to now a whole new uh, 
wormhole that they've discovered that they can go down in order to cancel people. And it has, I mean, you might have said something 10 years ago that now prevents you from getting a job or going to school. And we actually have real life cases of that, Greg. Yeah, one of the, the uh, bits of the news didn't make a lot of, get a lot of attention that caught mine was was a Marquette, incoming Marquette University student. She's was accepted. She's paid her money. She has a she has a, a place to live there. She has a class schedule for the fall term. For whether there's actually going to be classes or not, but leave that aside. Is and she she put she put a pro Trump video up on TikTok, and they she's dancing around. You know, they, they, you know the liberals are going to you know they're, they're going to hate on me when uh, they find out I support Trump. But I'm not going to change. And you know, you know innocuous stuff. Uh, no, I mean, nothing, not, not even a, a sub, no substantive positions that which enforce immigration laws or what have you. And the, the cancel culture, as you mentioned, found this video, which was fairly popular and got a petition going an online campaign going to get her admission to Marquette rescinded. And Marquette University calls some of one of the administration calls her up to talk to her about this and interrogates her about various political views and says, well, you know, you, you haven't been accepted here yet. As, and, and as of uh, as a present, when we're recording this show, I checked again. There's nothing, nothing. There's no new news on there. They've left her hanging. Now, and I, I suspect ultimately they're, they're going to let her in. Although it's a private university inquiry, whether you know, that she may not be First Amendment protected, but they, but it's part of a larger effort against freedom of speech. As, you know, we talked about big damn tech censorship, actual violence, where the Antifa's and other Democrat Party brown shirts will physically attack you on the street or threaten you with violence. But here is just it's, it's this intimidation. Is the message that goes out, even if she gets in, is if you're applying to you want to get into a good university, you better not have anything that would show that you support Donald Trump or, or that you're a conservative. And even better, it might be that you, you to voice the party, the Democrat Party line to show mm-hmm. that you're, yes, that you're politically reliable. And that's the message. And the same thing would apply. You're going for You're applying for a job in one of these uh, big woke companies. Same thing. Right. You, know, you really do. Do you really want to put out there that you're supporting Donald Trump? Or otherwise have conservative beliefs or even Christian beliefs. Would you want to advertise that if you're trying to get into a university or trying to get into a trying to get into a job with a big company? So it's it's part of a concerted effort to suppress freedom of speech. And I've often quoted, and it's the warning is very pertinent. Whoever Benjamin Franklin, whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation, must begin by subduing the freeness. Of speech, and that's what the Democrat Party and its uh, minions are about. Yeah, they're also about apparently street chaos and rampant criminality. They're also about government-sponsored spying, apparently, because we now know that um, that that happened to the Trump campaign. They're also about enormous tax hikes and mountains of new government regulations. Of course, we saw, we've heard what Joe Biden would do with Donald Trump's tax uh, rollback, Uh, speech suppression, as you just said, through cancel culture, and attacks on freedom of religion. Sean King, uh, someone who fancies himself an influential person with Black Lives Matter, has said, we got to go after those white uh, renditions of Jesus Christ that are featured in churches throughout this country and cancel those. Um, last weekend, we saw the uh, fire that broke out and destroyed virtually almost entirely the mission in San Gabriel. Uh, you know, California, <laughs> growing up in Baltimore, I had historic history all around me, historic buildings all around me, buildings that... Uh, hailed from the founding of this country in downtown Baltimore. Those are kind of rare out here in California. The few that exist are the missions, you know, from uh, the 
early and late 1700s. Well, the mission in San Gabriel lost its roof. Now, it's still under investigation, but coincidentally, around the country last weekend, there were a lot of uh, religious structures that were assaulted by these uh, uh, mentally disturbed individuals from the left, as they're being described by the media. Oh, he suffers from schizophrenia. Well, anybody, if you will, that decides that they're going to, you know, uh, perpetrate violence against a group because of their political beliefs, and in my opinion, is has some mental issues. And that is all the time we have for this half. Stay tuned for our second half of Unite IE Radio. Hi everyone, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM 590 The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite Inland Empire Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. We really need everybody to be, it's all hands on deck this election, uh, because there's a lot riding on this election. Maybe we'll uh, get a little bit into some of the propositions either later on in this show or in a future show. But right now, there's a huge uh, conversation nationwide, particularly here in California, about whether or not schools are going to open up. And it's looking like, Greg, I think it's safe to say, what's your opinion, that schools are probably all going to be closed from primary to secondary. Universities are saying that they're not going to be open. They're going to do distance learning uh, through, uh, which seems to me that if you're going to have to take a university class online, Shouldn't you get a substantial discount because you don't get that whole campus experience? I mean, that's why I would go to college. See, I, I mean, the the the, the scientific evidence is overwhelming that uh, children are are both are both at minuscule if that and that overstates at risk. Oh, wait, 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 wait! Before before we get into the science of it, I just wanted your opinion about it. I do. I want you to say that, but don't you think that if a university is that charges forty five, fifty, sixty five thousand dollars a year is gonna say you gotta stay home and take your classes online, that you're missing out on one of the most important features, I think, of a university education, which is that on campus experience. Yeah, the parties. The, the parties. Yeah. The if I can't if I can't go to the parties you're really going to charge me fifty or sixty thousand dollars for sitting at my own home and doing this online? I mean, don't you think they should substantially reduce the cost? Yeah, okay, okay, but understand, Don, that there's there's a lot of overpaid, underworked college administrators out there that are depending on you. Oh. Okay, thank you for clarifying. Now, yeah. onto the science of this decision, Greg. Go ahead. Yeah. The, the evidence is overwhelming that uh, children are at minuscule, and that overstates the risk of from coronavirus. More about four in this past season, or even current season, four times as many children in America have died from flu than have died from coronavirus. But we don't shut down the government-run schools every year during flu season to protect those children. 
from dying from, from the flu, and, that, and that's and that's that's every that's that's there's flu around every year. Right in Europe, they are reopening their schools fully. No health theater, no no masks, no social distancing, no restricted activities. They're just reopening them. But here, for political reasons, particularly in Democrat-controlled areas, they're not. And it applies to both universities as well as, and university-level students are almost at same extremely low level of risk as mm-hmm. younger children. Now, in my view, this is this is this is actually a good development, and the reason is that well, in the short term, it makes things more difficult. It makes things you're paying for a college that you're not really getting the benefit of. Your children are stuck at home; they can't be in the government-run K-12 schools, and that makes it more difficult for mom and dad to go to work. And and it makes the economic recovery more 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 difficult, but medium to long term, what's going to happen is the parents of K twelve schools or K twelve students are going to find other alternatives, and other alternatives are going to find them. And I think that the same applies for the so called universities. Mm. If people are going to come to realize, wait a minute, why am I doing this? Elon Musk said recently that there's really no reason to be going to college for purposes of education. You can learn what you want to learn without going to a university. There's really a four-year party as well as making connections. So if you go to a really elite, prestigious university, and that's those words are in quotes again, is Harvard really a prestigious university? We a couple of weeks ago we played the audio of one of their graduates displaying right. what she gained from her Harvard education. But you, what part of it is you make those connections. You get that stamp of approval for your admission into the ruling class. So there, there, there's those advantages. But people are going, wait a minute, why am I doing this again? The University education is so dumbed down now, particularly in the non-science, non-technical, but even in the science and engineering and technical areas, it's being dumbed down. That, why am I doing this? That I that as I think employers will come to look at this this way, as well as the students, that this is it's not worth my time and money. I, there's, there's not worth my time and money to go in get this quote education unquote and end up a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars in debt for it. No, I completely agree. And I think that the potential I you know, we keep thinking that uh, you know the left has overplayed their hand, overplayed their hand, that pretty soon this political pendulum is going to swing back. And it so far hasn't uh and, but I do see uh, the glimmer of hope that these overpriced universities are going to get hammered uh, because of, uh, you know, shutting down their campuses, people realizing exactly what you're saying. Um, so that's at the university level. At, at the primary level, though, all across the country, the great debate is whether or not schools should open up for kindergarten, K through 12. And you, the other day on MSNBC, NBC, they had five pediatricians on that I think they booked them in the hopes that they would uh, align themselves with the narrative of the left that children, uh, schools themselves should not open up and that children, and and more importantly, because you've talked about the science of it, children don't get it. They don't necessarily uh, show symptoms when they do, and they certainly don't seem to be uh, passing it along to others. So these five pediatricians, one at a time, were asked, would you send your kids back to school this fall? Well, one by one by one by one, each one of them said, yeah, absolutely. I would send, uh, and after the fifth one said, yes, I'd send my kids back to school. I'm not concerned. The stunned announcer literally paused. There was dead silence, which, you know, in radio and TV, that's like, you know, a curse. Every second is valuable. 
literally for five to seven seconds, a very obvious pregnant pause at loss for words said, well, there you there you have it. And they did not do their homework on these five people. But the unions are having a say so in this. Now, I mentioned the United Teachers of Los Angeles. They've put out a position paper, Greg. Uh, It's one of the largest teachers unions in the state of California, UTLA, with 35,000 members, have said public schools in Los Angeles Unified School District should not reopen for the safety of the kids. Um, No, actually, that's not what they said. That would be good if that's what they said. But here's what they actually said. The public schools in uh, Los Angeles should not reopen if certain policies are not implemented on the state and national uh, level, including, now, here's the list, Greg. And although this 17-page paper starts off, the very first words of it are the COVID-19 pandemic. So those are the first words, leading you to believe that probably this paper is going to be about COVID, right? Well, the instances as this 17-page document drones on, the instances of the mention of COVID start to disappear until the last couple of pages when they're almost entirely missing. So you get to the last page where they're talking about the policies that they want implemented. Those policies include and are, are, are broken down between federal, state, and local. So at the federal level, they want a federal bailout. They want money. They also want to fully fund Title I. They want to fully fund IDEA, uh, which is the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, Medicare for All, which none of these three really have anything to do with COVID. In fact, the word COVID is completely missing from all of these things. Then you get down to state support. Well, what do they want the states to do? Of course, they want Proposition 15 passed. Proposition 15 is the gutting of Prop 13 with what's the so-called split role, which is going to carve out business properties to be taxed at currently assessed values versus their current protections under 1978 Prop 13. They want a brand new wealth tax. This new wealth tax on, check this out, unrealized capital gains. So you're sitting there with this property that you're you bought you you bought right you bought back in the early '80s and now this million dollar property is worth twenty million right because you bought in the path of development and this is a prized property they actually want to tax you on those nineteen million dollars of capital gains that you haven't yet realized so you got to come out of pocket or refinance in order to pay that tax and then a brand new millionaire tax. A 1% surcharge on incomes over $1 million and 3% over $3 million, which would generate an estimated $4.5 billion in tax. Oh, by the way, that wealth tax on the unrealized capital gains would generate $10 billion a year. And of course, split roll is going to generate another 12 to $15 billion, of which the schools would get 40%. But here we come to the most head-scratching part of their policy request or demand in order to open schools back up. First one, defund the police. We're seeing how well that's working. Housing security, paid sick leave. Parents should not have to decide between staying at home and a sick child or going to work. Oh, all of a sudden they're concerned about parents not being able to go to work. Well, guess what? The stupid policy does. It prevents parents from going to work. And then a charter school moratorium. Privately operated, publicly funded charter schools drain resources from district schools, many of whom have double-dipped during the crisis. And then the final demand, financial support for undocumented students and families. They want more money for people that aren't American citizens who came here illegally. This is the state of political uh, brinksmanship in California. We know unions control Sacramento, public sector unions control Sacramento, along with the third house, which are the rich corporations that use their money to dictate legislative priorities in Sacramento. But 
here's the students that are going to have to sit at home doing distance learning that has been proven not to work. I mean, between the upper class, juniors and seniors, that don't even bother to check in to the kids in elementary school who are dependent on their parents for help to log in. So their parents have to stay at home. Distance learning doesn't work. And we know this statistically, according to science now. Isn't that great? Science. So this is the demand of public unions, public school unions on their employers, the people of California, because let's not forget where all these wonderful tax dollars come from. My opinion, if you're going to shut down the schools, Greg, you should give us the money that you steal from us through taxes so that we can determine the best course of action to take since the schools that were forced to pay for aren't taking our students. Yeah, like I said, I think that's wonderful. I I hope the uh, teachers union in Los Angeles sticks to their principles and, and they don't cave. Fight for what you believe in. That's important. I mean, I may disagree with you, but stand up and fight for what you believe in. And it may, it may take a year, two years, five years, 10 years before that agenda is actually fully adopted. So keep the government-run schools in Los Angeles closed until you get everything that you're asking for. Absolutely. I, I totally support them in that request. And in the meantime, people will move from Los Angeles. They'll find alternatives. They will support school choice. They'll start homeschooling. All good. It'll, 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 it'll be rougher in the short run as, you know, what are you going to do with Johnny or Jill this, this fall? But in the, in the medium to long term, this will be a very good thing for the students and very good thing for our country because every student that can be read. Understand, these are the people that are, that are quote, teaching, unquote, our children. These open, avowed, anti-American Marxists are the ones that are, quote, teaching, unquote, our children. Every child that can be rescued from the government-run schools is good for the child and good for the country. All of those children, by the way, were rioting in the inner cities. Look at the age of the people that were rioting. They're all under 30. They're all products of this government-run education system. Absolutely. Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor for this half, All-Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident because they are true, the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. There's so much, there's, um, again, one of the best sources of news uh, about coronavirus is Alex Berenson's Twitter feed, at Alex Berenson. Former New York Times reporter, really good objective source of information. He does engage in political polemics. Uh, Cage, I mean, he, he may respond to some that are directed his way. But really good source of information. Gateway Pundit has also been now, they're, they're more openly political, but they've been one of the leading sources of good information from the outset, calling that, just calling out that this has been vastly overhyped for political reasons. One of the things that caught my attention this week was a tweet from Alex Berenson in which he is, includes a uh, picture of some of the pages from a CDC report from May of this year in which they state in the CDC report, these are the same guys telling us, wear masks, wear masks. We found no significant reduction in influenza transmission with the use of face masks. 
And this is from a review of published literature from 1946 until 2018, which is particularly credible because it predates the hyper-politicized coronavirus. So if they're lying to you about face masks, how can you trust anything else the ruling class or their so-called experts tell us about this disease? You can't. That's one of the biggest, I think, tells of what we're experiencing right now is um, and, and, you know, it was almost like Lucy, who turned to the country and said, fellow citizens of America, we've got a potential disaster on our hands and we need everybody to do the noble thing, the patriotic thing, and help us to fight this by staying home for a couple of weeks so we can flatten the curve and keep our hospitals from being overwhelmed. And like good citizens, when Lucy put the football down and got it ready for kicking, we said, sure, we'd be happy to. And as we went running towards the football and kicked it, we find two weeks later that Lucy yanked the football yet again out from underneath of us and played her cruel trick on us. The prop, you know, the, the, the challenge is going to be You know, typically the American public's memory is just very short. You know, they don't remember what happened collectively years ago, and it allows the Democrats and the media to repeat over and over and over again the same cruel tricks that they perpetrate on us. But at some point in time, the memory is going to get long. People are going to remember, either because it's happened a number of times or because the, uh, the incidents of it are so egregious, like, what's unfolded in our country over the last four weeks following the murder of George Floyd. I don't think anybody that's lived through this is going to forget watching the uh, downtown areas of Minneapolis and uh, major cities across this country get ruined. We'll see. They might. They might forget. They might forget, too, that, you know, they had to stay at home from work and uh, the financial uh, dilemma that this shutdown put them in. But here we are again. Gavin Newsom has said, we want we, we need you to do it again. So they're shutting down all these businesses, all these, uh, you know, schools, everything. We're going to do it again here. When when will people finally uh, wake up to the fact that just like you said, Alex Berenson showing us and so like Alex, like so many others showing us. This thing is is being politicized to the detriment of the fundamental uh, of what America stands for fundamentally. When well, are, are, are we are we going to remember, Greg? Hopefully, we will. And I think you know people get they 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 decipher. They may not pay a heck of a lot of attention to politics, but I think they it, it deciphers in it, it, it permeates in that uh, they're being lied to. Right, and they lose, and they and they lose their and they lose their credibility, and I, th- I think we've seen this not is not just in the hyper politicized coronavirus. You see this in uh, in the so called global warming, climate change, climate emergency, climate disaster, climate crisis, whatever they want to call it today. Is the the, the politics takes precedence over the science and. Science, the, the credibility of science, they, they, they lose their credibility. I think they've, they've shredded their credibility with this. When you say you can walk on the wet sand, but you, can, you can't walk on the dry sand. When it's, it's, it's not okay to go to church, but it's okay to go get an abortion. When you say that it's, it's okay to protest so-called systemic racism, but you can't protest the lockdown, and so on and so on and so on. And they see this, they see it's politicized, it's, it's all politicized BS, and they, they lose their credibility. And that is unfortunate because it'd be, it'd be valuable that, that if you could turn to science, real scientists and, and get objective information, information that you can trust. And, and, they, and the scientists would be honest instead of like Fauci just with 
absolute calm assurance every step of the way when he's wrong, displaying absolute confidence. He's safe from the accident. This is a new disease. We don't know. We're looking at it. Um, so we're not sure how what's going to happen here and, and, and acknowledge that uncertainty. We know but every step of the way, it was absolute assurance that what he's saying that day was right when often turned out to be way, way wrong. And he comes back the next time saying something different with the same calm assurance. Mask work, mask, mask, mask on, mask off, mask on, mask off. You know, the only thing that I've heard, quite frankly, that works is when you're properly fitted for an N95 mask. That's the only mask that actually prevents you from contracting airborne illnesses is when it's got that proper fit around your face. Uh, and, and a surgical N95 mask that filters out down to the size of the coronavirus, you know, People wearing bandana. I, I mean, I've seen people wearing masks. I mean, I, I literally wore a mask on my head and didn't have anybody stop me when I walked into Stater Brothers. So, there you go. Um, there's there there is no efficacy for what we're being asked to do. This is tyranny in its most uh, raw form. Greg, I think we're at the end of our show, aren't we? It's tyranny, it's, it's citizen obedience training. That is all the time we have this week on Unite IE Radio. Tune in next week for another exciting edition. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 Dancer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California, DRE ID number 10126580, Arizona, NMLO license number 092643, Branch, NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 092587, Equal Housing Opportunity. AM 590, the answer